Welcome, everyone, to the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell of Moguns.com. Tonight, I'm joined by Adam Peeney, commercial sales manager at Knights Armament, and Nathan Schultz from Schultz Photography. Thank you guys for jumping on again. Oh, yeah, definitely. I had a lot of fun last week uh, hanging out with Phil from All That Remains. Yeah, that dude's super fucking rad. He's, he's a good he guy. Is. Yeah, I, like he... I saw my fill of douchebags on the two concerts I went and saw this past weekend. Who was that? Uh, I got yoked into a Imagine Dragons concert, which I was not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I, the, I saw them Friday night, and then Saturday I drove all the way to Tampa and saw my second favorite band in the world thrice. But the amount of douchey people that just sit on their cell phones when you're having one of the best fucking rice live sets played in front of you, just annoyed me to the point where I wanted to start head punching people. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? No, I, I was I was a good calm child. Oh, that, well, that that's good. That's good. Imagine dragons. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you a t-shirt for shot show. Bro, yeah. <laughs> As a single man, the demographic was fucking perfect. Uh, I, yeah, I can see that being <laughs> being <laughs> positive. <laughs> Damn groupies. <laughs> uh, so a topic that I wanted to touch on this week um, that was brought up. <laughs> yes. Uh, Adam's had a few to drink tonight, ladies and gentlemen. No. I want to come up behind him on this one, too. <laughs> no, but uh, it's like the statement pretty much stands for the industry, like, you you asked about, or I, don't, I forget how it got brought up, but it was um, people cold calling or asking manufacturers for support, be it for reviews, charity work, kind of anything you're asking for free. And I said there's actually a pretty easy recipe to get, you know, to help get where you need to go. And the first thing is don't be a dick. Like, I, I personally don't want to work with people that I find fucking obnoxious or annoying. Um, the best way to be is honestly just befriend people. Like, you know, if you're a cool dude and I understand you know, you're a good human, like if you, if I know what it's going towards, you have a better chance of maybe getting something. Um, the biggest rule I tell people, oh, if you're going to, if you want something, always be prepared to pay full retail. So like, let's say I want a shitty t-shirt from Mogon's. And I'm like, hey, man, tell me this shitty T-shirt from Mogon.com, which you should be buying T-shirts from. And Derek's like, okay, it's $29.99. Well, I've asked for it, so I'm locked in. Now I got to pay $29.99. If Derek's like, hey, Adam offered to pay, you know, it might benefit me to, to have my brand on him or whoever that person is, I'll just give it to him for free. And you say, nah, man, you can just have it. I will always say, dude, I will gladly pay for it right now. Just let me know the cost. And after that, you're, you know, if he decides that, hey, now I'm just going to give it to you. I want you to have it. You, know, you you've done your duty. But you always have to be prepared. If you ask for something, you better be ready to pay full retail. 
Absolutely. And I liked what you said that the relationship with the person should come first. Oh yeah, man. Like I don't like doing business with people that I, I don't like, like it just, you get better, better results all the way around on both sides of the fence. When people have a relationship that they can trust each other, they know the other person's not out for ulterior motives. Like you both have a common goal. True. Definitely true on that one. And, uh, and coming from, I mean, this is a little bit different because with like the way that Derek and you, Adam, probably deal with it, you're dealing with a lot more guys that want to get the free stuff or the, they, they need the stuff to show like their reviewing channel or, you know, just Instagram stuff. Um, I see it as I get it differently where I get it where people want the photo shoot for the exposure or they want me to do the photo shoot to help them out for certain, you know, selling their smaller companies and they want to have a professional shoot done. So it's the same. I, I see it's the same way, but it's a little bit different approach that some of us have to go with that coming from a larger company or even Derek as you as being a, you know, a sole person that with me, I mean, you gotta think I'm, I have to work with a, you know, $3,500 camera and that's just the body, not even including the lenses alone. Computers are another two or $3,000 and then all the software go along with it. So when you have people that only want a photo shoot, that it's going to cost them a normal photo shoot can be anywhere from, you know, 800 to a couple thousand dollars. And then they say, well, we'll do it for exposure. It's a lot, different for us as as creators and content creators uh than what you guys i think go through and that's like the difference that we have in the industry is that some people want it they want the free gear but then also they want the uh, free content creator form well here's the thing nobody can feed their family and i'm talking you or me yes fucking exposure yes exposure bucks exposure dollars make it rain it's not like to buy one 20 exposure bucks there's got to be some kind of tangible ROI, which for those that don't know, ROI is return on investment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a $5,000 SR25. What am I going to get for that? If you say, oh, really cool video. Well, that's awesome. That doesn't help me. Like, is it going to go out to X-Men people? Um, is my demographic going to see it? Like, there's a lot of variables. Just because, you have, you know, you're some kid that set up a fucking YouTube page, like, you're not approaching it as a business. Yeah. But there, there are really good guys out. Like one of my best friends in the world, John from the Gun Collective. He has done a lot of great and I love working with him because he approaches it as a business. If he asks for something for a giveaway and a company says, I can't give it to you, but I'll sell it to you really cheap. He still buys it because he mm-hmm. buys word. And yeah. people, finding people like that is rare. And I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying there's been enough fucking bad fish that it's dirtied the whole community and the guys that are doing really good work are having to fucking, you know, fight and claw and dig out of it. Yes. Yes. Get past those people to show how good their, their content is or whatever they're, because mm-hmm. a sale is both sides of the fence. If you look at the definition of sale, it's an agreement between a willing buyer and a willing seller. If I'm willing to sell you an SR 25 for what you're buying for in content, then it's a totally, you know, it's an amicable agreement. But if it leans one way or the other, that's where it gets kind of murky. That's true. Yeah, and that's definitely true. A handful of, handful of bad apples have made it more difficult for everyone else. Yeah, it just it, I honestly think it's a totally different do- time uh, in our industry community, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that 
like YouTube and that kind of content isn't driving the same amount of business, but it's just everything's kind of changed. And if you're not working on different platforms and you're just putting all your eggs in one basket, I think as most content creators, you're really doing yourself a disservice. And you're also doing your customers a disservice being, you know, people that watch YouTube or on your Instagram or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's only a handful of people in the world that can really make it doing only one platform like YouTube. Well, like you said, if you, even if this is going to be part-time, if you want to be legit, you've got to run it like a full-blown business. Absolutely. That's something else that's interesting that there, there's a lot of people that I see on various social media platforms that'll have a large following in whatever industry. It's not just the shooting industry. Um, that they'll have a large following. And in some aspects, they'll want to be uh, treated like a business. They'll want to treat it like a business. But then in others, and when it gets to a nitty gritty, they, they don't. It's almost like just more of a hobby for people. The ones that I really can't stand are the fucking uh, the arrogant and entitled ones, the ones that feel like they're famous. It's like, dude, oh, yeah. The gun community, as big as we'd like to think it is, is nothing compared to like the auto industry. Oh, yeah. It, it's a very small industry in the broad spectrum of everything. Yeah. And for somebody to expect me to respect them because, you know, they have X amount of followers, like, dude, with a credit card, enough fucking time, I could have a million followers. You can buy. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not that expensive, actually. It's getting cheaper. And that's the thing. It's like that. That's a real thing that you can just buy this number to to puff up what you are. When you know, if you come at somebody directly with respect and expect nothing out of it, then maybe like, hey, I might meet this dude. Like Nathan might be a really great guy. We might become friends out of it. Instead of being like, okay, I need this photo shoot done for free, how can I angle Nate to do it? Mm-hmm. I and, and that's the thing, that's the thing with, with my like Instagram page or Facebook page. I have, that's 100, the, the amount of people that I have following on there, that is organic. That's 100% organic. I've never spent money to bump you analytics. Is, you can't say that nowadays because of how many fucking porn bots there are out there. <laughs> True, but like, like I said, I have not gone out, I have never gone out and paid to have followers. I have never remember, done that. Do you remember like three years ago, like two or three years ago, there was a great reckoning on Instagram? Where yes, yes. People like lost saw, like 10,000 followers. You yes. saw guys that were like 100K dropped down to like 30,000. It's like, mm, bitch, found you out. <laughs> <laughs> I think I dropped 200 and I was like, yeah, that's you know, Whatever, yeah. Like, you can look at engagement and see like, yeah, okay, engagement he's is got 100,000 you know, followers and he's only getting 300 likes chances are a lot of this is booty and i'm not talking about anybody specifically because in the grand scheme of things i don't fucking care yeah uh, so the, i don't want anybody to think that oh he's talking about my account probably not i i like everybody's pictures because i i'm a good person mm. well that's the same thing is like i the, like the actual followers that are on instagram facebook stuff like that i don't care really about how many followers i have i mean yes it would be nice to be thirty thousand followers or forty thousand followers to have that amount of reach but Truly, it doesn't really bother me. It's just what what I focus on is the amount of content or the improving my photos, improving my yeah. the content that I create is what I what I strive to do is improving that, not improving 
how many followers I have. Yeah, it's all about putting you know quality out there. Like yeah, for mine, I'm like I just put up shit that I think is cool, and it's a lot of like the same thing in different areas. But it's like, man, I find that cool, and I don't do it for anybody else other than me. Like I've got nobody to make, you know to make happy or to prove to. It's like you know if I put up ten pictures, my SR twenty five. It's because I fucking love that rifle, and, I <laughs> and it brings me a good time. And I want to be able. I I use Instagram more as like a. Uh, oh, what are the, what's it called when you put pictures in a book and fucking like a photo album? Yeah, photo album. Yeah. yeah, that's what I use it as more than anything. So that way, like, when I'm bored one day, I want to scroll back through my history and be like, oh man, I totally forgot the picture of my Mark 18 leaning up against a tree with an RMG tomahawk. Mm-hmm. I, or and if if other people think it's cool rad but when you make that shift of i'm putting this out for other people and i'm not doing it for myself that's when i think shit goes high and right yeah that's that's definitely true i mean because that's like what you know my instagram page will go back and forth was i'd like to do you know the weapon systems that i've been able to photograph and the stuff just in the weapons industry period but also my auto racing that i've been able to do the motorcycles i mean i was lucky enough to get onto a you know, Formula One racetrack, the you know best racetrack we have here in the United States is you know Circuit of the Americas. So to have that racetrack just on the road for me and be able to photograph at all the major races has been a really cool thing because not a lot of people get a chance to photograph you know Formula One cars, the MotoGP, the World Endurance that I've been able to do. But adrenaline sports is really the best way to describe what I love photographing. Anything that goes bombs, you know, blows up, goes fast, looks good. Let's photograph it. That's how I am. So, you guys, you guys, you guys have met me enough times. You know how high energy and craziness I can get. So, that's just what I love doing. I like to take pictures of my Starbucks coffee. <laughs> Mine's a lot of like, oh, I really like my CZ handgun. I really like my fucking SR25. Ooh, this food is delicious. I'm gonna take. <laughs> it's so. Like if you or, took out, if you or was it margarita? Was it a margaritas tonight? Ooh, margaritas! Oh, you're damn right. Two for ones, baby. Oh, man. Um, if you took out fucking guns on my Instagram, you'd be like, man, this is the most basic white bitch ever. <laughs> hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. Oh, I just got an idea for that one now because you, 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 I don't know, you've all seen the tactical step brother photo I did like a couple years ago. Yes, I, I love it dearly. I want one of my own. <laughs> I really think that needs to like if you, if anybody's here listening to this, you guys go to my Instagram page and scroll down. You'll see the tactical step brothers that needs to hit, go around uh, Instagram again. It, it every couple of months it makes the rounds again. Being when I reposted it, that was one of the top liked picture of the year on my yeah, page. Yeah, I, I think it needs. It's been a while. It, it needs to go around again. I mean, Christmas is Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Christmas are coming. So <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking of, uh, like I, I need to start figuring out a way we can start doing like get a couple guys together and start doing like. Take like the every basic white girl photo we can think of, but turn like tactically. Yo, I'm trying to roll some tactical UGG boots, baby. That would be awesome. What, what, so you're, you're gonna be putting scar stocks on your on your feet or what? <laughs> oh, man. So at dinner tonight, I have a, a buddy of mine who's a really big scar fanatic. Um, Joel owns like I don't know six or seven of them, and I just Whoa. we had a another buddy and his girlfriend there. And we started talking about long range. I was like, you know, it's science that scars can't shoot a thousand. And like, he's, he's getting so mad. I'm like, because anytime he brings something up, like, that's really funny. Because, you know, 16-inch 308 guns, specifically made by FN, cannot shoot past, one, you know, 
800 yards. At 600 yards, they immediately stop, throw a flag, and drop in the dirt. He got so mad, and I thought it was funny as shit. And then I made fun of the stock for about 38 minutes. <laughs> I think the Ugg boot is actually the new Scar stock uh, warmer, what we always joke about. Well, it's great that you have to spend that money to then throw, throw away the trigger, uh, add a rail to it, add a four hundred dollar trigger, and you know whatever KDG stock on it. Because let's be honest, it's the only one worth the shit. <laughs> the only good thing that came out of the ACR was the stock. I thought the ACR was a neat platform, man. Like yeah. if they that's the an excellent version, platform. Man, aren't you still rocking one, Derek? Let's yeah, not I, get that far. The excellent work. I, I still got mine. It's held its value real well. I, I bought mine new in 2013 for like $2,100. Holy shit. And you could sell for legitly $21 today. Yeah. <laughs> and then Lucas <laughs> Lucas picked one up. I'm like, what'd you get it for? And I think he said like 14 or something like that. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, like, see, I, go to gunbrokers.com real quick. <laughs> like, I yeah, they're, they're cheap. Stuck with it and built, you know, the Masada and the Masood because like the Magpul guns were absolutely legit. They were so cool. They were so cool. I remember seeing it for the first time on Future Weapons when uh, Chris Costa was with Magpul presenting it, and I'm like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. What about that box pistol they made that it like folded out? Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, that so was cool. That's not a new thing. We've got the like folding uh, machine pistols from like the 1930s at work. Like that's not a new design. It's really cool. It's super fucking badass, but like, there's nothing new in guns. Everything. Is- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We talked been- about this before. There's never anything new in guns. It's all just remake and revamp. Yeah, let's let's step. You know, how many M-lock or pick rails can we put on it and go? <laughs> just not keymod. Keymod is out. Oh, get rid of keymod. You gotta. Re- hey, listen. Again, this is honest, Adam. Um, you wouldn't have M-Lock if it wasn't for Keymod. It was a necessary transition of showing the possibilities of what you could do on a system. I'm not saying it's great. I don't prefer baby dicks all over my gun. But <laughs> you, know, you would not have M-Lock if you didn't have Keymod. So um, Eric Kinsel, uh, who invented that, you know, he was a very forward-thinking uh, man on that platform, and it just showed that, hey, you know, we can lighten this gun up. We can do other things. You don't have to go with the way it's been done. And you needed that step in Keymod to have the final evolution of M-Lock. Absolutely. Haven't you said that you still prefer quad rail, though, Adam? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm all about some direct yeah. Picatinny. Yeah, like, the, the, the strength of a Picatinny is going to out, always outdo a M-Lock or a uh, Keymod any day. It's always going to be stronger. Well, out of the modular mounting platforms, M-Lock, Keymod, M-Lock superior across the board uh, my personal preference is um direct bolt so i would much rather have two screws that hold a pick rail in and i can put it wherever i want like our um our urx three ones uh the yeah old, old, um guysley rails mm-hmm. you, you had to actually screw it into the rail well uh, i have the, i have the old Troy alpha rails the old yeah, like, rifles those ones they're, they're there too well it comes down to i'm not quick releasing any shit off my gun like I'm not in a rush to take a flashlight off my gun. Like, yeah, I want it to stay on there. I want my laser to stay on there. I'm not in a rush to ditch all my stuff, especially, you know, mid hunting trip or mid class. Mm-hmm. The really the only thing I would probably ever have on like a quick detach would be a bipod. Uh, yeah, and, like, and that's that was. That I mean, I had it on my service rifle. It was the same way. Like you just get an ADM mount that's quick release because 
you know, for quick release stuff, ADM still bomb. Mm-hmm. I run that on my Hodgegut. I've got a Paris six to nine BRMS on an ADM mount that when I want to shoot that gun precision, I throw it on there, lock it. Boom, I got a bipod. When I want to take it off, I throw the optic to one power, take the fucking bipod off, and I'm good to go. Yep. But I don't ever need to bust out tools to remove shit. Man, Honest Adam is really not fun tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I've I've never run into a situation where I needed to remove my flashlight right now. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to go shoot pigs. Okay, it's real dark. You know what I should do right now? Just take my flashlight off. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great my idea. My favorite. I'm going to do that. Is, like, there's nothing um, else in this world is just to take my flashlight off. Just take right now. I really like the rails that are mostly slim, like slim along the middle, like the URX and some of the Geisley rails, that the middle is slim and you can bolt stuff onto it. And really the only side rails are on the front end. Dude, the only you... place you really need rails is at the end, at three, six, and nine, and you only need about two to three inches of it, like enough mm-hmm. to throw a light or a bipod that, or in a fucking laser. Like, that's it. You don't need to hang 10 pounds of shit off your gun anymore. Like, yeah. hey, stuff's gotten lighter. Hopefully, shooters are getting smarter and realizing they don't need fucking rock climbing grips on the side of their gun. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> a pair of, pair of freaking truck balls hanging from the bottom, right? Yeah, sign me up for truck nuts. <laughs> uh, I'm still waiting for some truck nuts to come out that are soft and rubber. Those are more realistic. That I'd put on my gun. Yeah, you have to buy those at the adult shop. <laughs> you, know, you can't find them in the gun shop. Uh, Adam, Jacob in the chat asked, is Knight's Armament ever going to release some more SR-16 E3 CQB uppers? That's a great question. Um, The answer is going to be, uh, I can't speak on any future products that may or may not be in the process of being made. Uh, So the answer is yes, slash no, slash I don't know, slash I can't talk about things. Save your pennies and one will pop up. <laughs> Dude, like that was such a fun project. Um, the the customer we got them back from, you know, we sold them X amount. They had in that total group, uh, half of it went operational. The other, you know, half went came as backups. We were able to get the backups back and switch them out with newer, updated uppers. Um, and it was cool to be able to get a, you know do the entire project, bring them to market, sell them really fast and have customers love it. Like it was just, it was, it's one of my like crowning achievements so far in my job. And it was one of the most fun times I was able to get people on board and sell something that, you know, previously had never been made available to the commercial market. And I love mine. I fucking shoot the dog shit out of it. And they're scary accurate for short five, five, six guns. Adam, can I have one for free? Um, mm. <laughs> Get you a bit of exposure, man. I yeah, give you some exposure bucks. I have so many exposure <laughs> bucks to give you. I mean, I don't know if I can go, you know, buy spinach on exposure dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you go to Whole Foods. Question I'm wondering, though, is when is Knights coming out with their chainsaw bayonet? <laughs> the chainsaw bayonet again uh, i 
speak on products that may or may not be in development that may or may not come for sale in the future. <laughs> we all know January, probably every booth is going to have something like that just as a joke. We I all can know hear in January. one that won't. Well, yeah, I understand. But you know, you know what I'm saying, though? Everybody in the, in the dungeon will probably have a chainsaw bayonet somewhere. Okay, can we be, can we be upfront about something on Scott Show? Yes. Yeah. Upstairs is shot show, downstairs is gun show. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure we're all on the same. <laughs> and there's some cool, you know, cool booths that are down there. And I'm not saying everyone is a gun show, but I've never heard so many tasers go off in my entire life. Oh my <laughs> god, yes. Oh my god. Yes. And it just sends my spider senses through the fucking roof. And, and, I hear something clacking, I'm like, who's getting stabbed up? And then here's here's the other one I understand. It's like, okay, I understand like maybe taking the guys that have the big giant cases of, or b- big giant bins of just the bullets for reloading, and people are going out there with like giant bagfuls of that stuff. I understand, like maybe to test their reload to see what you think to later on order more. But do you need to really walk out with a five thousand round bullet bag? Yeah, fuck yeah, I do, man. That's <laughs> money, man. <laughs> but most of them are It's not even their special rounds. It's a full metal jacket. Yeah, I, I don't even reload, but I need some twenty-five caliber pistol bullets. I need some. I love the signs in the airport after SHOT Show from the TSA. That's like, SHOT Show attendees, you cannot bring this, knives, this, this, this. Yeah. gun parts, ammo onto the airplane. The worst was one year at the Glock party. They gave away these, uh, their glass, like laser-cut glass uh, Glock 17s. And I'm like, ooh, somebody's definitely getting hemmed up for this shit. <laughs> who's making holsters for those uh the only holster manufacturer that matters raven concealment crickets sorry that was, that was a fun poke at, at lucas <laughs> <laughs> and didn't he what lucas fall through they said he said that he was going to come and talk but now he doesn't want to i know well Honest Adam got on and everybody leaves. <laughs> oh, and the live viewership dropped to zero. Oh, <laughs> Is there any more questions? I like answering questions. All right, guys. Do you have any more questions for him? They're talking a little bit. Uh, someone says the URX 3.1 is the sexiest rail ever made. It's the fucking truth, man. That rail has been hot for years. Um, it was the first one that kind of went in that area of, hey, we're going to remove pick rail off the center section where nobody fucking needs it you don't need it on the three o'clock at the far back yeah no i mean unless you like rock climbing grips or something <laughs> rock climbing grip. uh that was, I, that was definitely a double take the first time i saw the grip what you're talking about and it may be cool but come on man like why have your hand that far off of like the of the rail why why do you need it that far off dude the problem i have like nowadays is guys coming across that may have good ideas but they rush it to market and it becomes like it becomes a joke it becomes snake oil and it's like this may be good but how it was approached who let it out was really the wrong way to do it yeah yeah i could could have could have used some work uh David in the chat asks if Knights is ever creating parts for high points. I just read that. <laughs> Again, I cannot speak on products today or <laughs> be available in the future. 
a certain government agency just placed a large order for some oh, high point parts. Hey, shit talk to high points all you want. Those fucking guns work. Just don't try and take it apart. I want to RMR one just for the lulls and put a comp on it. I, I love that video uh, uh, from yeah, Dynamic Pie concept. Yeah, Dynamic Pie, yeah. Okay. Th- their stuff was hilarious. I wish they would come back. The The DPC stuff was fucking so far ahead of its time. It was hilarious. It, like, the video Sweet was... like drill. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everything about it was so good. I met uh, one of the dudes at SHOT Show one year, and super cool, but, like, they just they went away, and it's like, man... I enjoyed that. Like, it made me laugh. Any video, like, uh, the ConnorCon stuff, them, anything that can make me laugh while still, like, showing me cool things, like, we're lacking that anymore in, in this industry. Everybody's got to be yes. so fucking serious. When it's like, dude, chill back. Like, make something funny. Make fun of yourself. Enjoy what you do because, you know, eventually we're going to die. And if you put something serious out every single week, you had no fun at all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just everything about them was funny. Um, Carnicon as well. Dugan Ashley, he's still active on Instagram, but he hasn't posted anything in almost two yeah. years, I think. Well, yeah, I, I think I remember him saying that he was done. He was done making videos or something like that. Something else was going on. So, so he in real life is one of my favorite humans in this world. I was lucky enough to live, you know, a few miles from him, and yeah, he he as a as a real life person, I can absolutely say is a friend. And somebody I love talking to, um, a lot of knowledge. Um, yeah, just as silly in real life as they are on video. Like, yeah, absolutely a good dude. That's awesome to hear. I always love hearing that about people, especially uh, other other media personalities in the industry. I I laughed really hard when I saw the pictures of him at Shot Show. Last, was it last year that ATF dropped the bomb right before Shot Show that you can't shoulder? the braces oh that was two it's, years ago no two years ago yeah two, two years, years ago. ago and he walked around with two shoulder braces taped taped <laughs> <laughs> yeah that whole foot flop of the the sig brace yeah that was always a good one uh, th- does anyone care about that anymore no man like no like i'm all about some fucking pistols like i think it's a great idea you know yeah. i have a bunch of sbrs but like okay i can take a five five six short gun put a can on it and carry it loaded in my car. Yeah. Fucking sign me up for that all day, every day. And the SB tactical PDW brace is. Yeah. So those good. are awesome. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, that, yeah. All the new stuff that's coming out like for pistols, I think is like a good idea because of the people that can't, you know, it takes them so long to get a form one or a form four done, but I mean, traveling across state lines. With yes. SBR is a pain in yes. the ass. Definitely, like somebody like like it's me awesome. or Adam or everybody else. You know, we we do travel a lot, so it's it is something nice that I have to worry about having to call them up every time. Well, the thing is, like you know, if it, as a society you're not con- you know continually pushing the outer limits of what you can do, like it, that's stagnation. Like you're not getting innovative. You're not trying to see what can be done. Um, and like I said, I'm all about it. If if somebody finds the next loophole, like. The fucking uh, the TAC fourteen and the shockwave, yeah, yep, not practical. I'm super supportive of them. Well, it looks sick. Looks like a sweet uh, trucker shotgun. I have a TAC fourteen. It's it's real. There's something really gangster about 
just like throwing it on the table and we're like <laughs> sticking it in your footwell of your car. He was like, man, this is like all the shit I saw on TV and I can be a pretend drug dealer in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> or a real drug dealer. That's cool too. Oh, no, no, no. I like my job. Well, he is in Florida, so that helps him out a little bit. <laughs> nah, I like uh, my Thankfully, there's no drugs in Florida. <laughs> you, sir, have not been to South Florida at all. Yeah, you have in the Florida. <laughs> <laughs> there's every right. Florida is trying to kill you, including the people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Disney World, and they seem real nice. Okay, Disney World exists inside of. The rest of Florida, like, there's a joke called the Florida man. Because anytime you get up, you know, you look at the news or the newspaper, a Florida man did this, a Florida <laughs> man did that. I want to meet this dude. <laughs> that is true. One more question before you wrap it up. Tyler in the chat asks if you have any opinion about using steel cased ammunition. Fucking shoot the shit out of it. Yes, shoot the crap out of it. You can get it for cheaper, man. Shoot yep. it. Just make sure I don't you know, man. Here's the thing. Wolf Gold's really cheap and shoots great. Um, the trade-off with Wolf is that it, it will wear barrels faster. Um, steel is, you know, steel on steel is a harsh transition. Um, brass is soft. It's easier on extractors. It's easier on barrels. You will get a, uh, a significantly longer barrel life. So I think that there was some, and it was done by like uh, Andrew Tui at Warping Blog when he was still running it. Um, you know, he did the math on what was more cost effective in the long run. It's actually cheaper to shoot brass cased ammo because you're not replacing barrels as often. Um, that, I, that was my next that, question. As a guy who one year shot 50,000 rounds of fucking wolf, mm -hmm. all about it. Like we, I remember when you could buy it by the pallet and it was so cheap that I made an ammo chair in my apartment and just shot through it. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones style. Yeah, but it was just cases of wolf, and it smelled like communism. <laughs> That's another thing is the wolf ammo stinks shooting it. Yeah, but like I said, if it's all you can afford, like, yeah, it, it, if that's it, like, if that's where your budgetary constrictions are, and you've got, you know, four kids, and you've only got, you know, a Smith, and you, you know, and you can only afford wolf, and you want to go out and get some good, honest training, like, fuck yeah, man, go mm -hmm. out, but make noise, turn fucking cash into gunpowder, and you know, do it because there's a lot of people that aren't like there's a lot of dudes that, you know, spend money and don't shoot it. Like if that's what you can afford and that's what you got to do to to get out there and really work yourself, by all means, man, buy wolf, shoot it. It works. Um, just know that there are going to be some extra maintenance that you've got to do, especially with like the lacquered stuff. Yeah, the lacquered ones from, from the lacquer buildup. Uh, you know, you may ruin a barrel faster than if you shop brass case you know but again it is what it is excellent excellent advice adam where can people listening go and find you uh you can email me at a p i n i at nightarmco.com uh night's arm is nightarmco.com for our website uh nightarmco for instagram uh, my personal one is adam underscore p i n i um, I post food pics, gun pictures, <laughs> my stuff. I'm a basic white gun dude. Um, I don't like I don't like pumpkin spice. Uh, I love yeah, but it's good pate. food pics. You don't post pictures of your cup of noodle you just pulled out of the microwave. 
yeah, no, it's usually like Ooh, uh, idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love lattes, not a fan of pumpkin spice and Solomon boots. That's that's where I'm at. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you if they need some amazing pictures taken? You can hit us up through our website at Schultz, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z dash photography.com uh, or our, our Instagram at Schultz photography underscore. Uh, that's where we got all of our stuff up there. So, can I, can I pay for a photo shoot with 100 exposure dollars? Ah, <laughs> uh, Adam, you're, you're 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 pushing on that one. Maybe may, the the leg hump might be in there somewhere too. So, okay, <laughs> you, still me, you still owe me one from last year, dude. On the shot show floor, yes, two hundred exposure dollars. <laughs> uh, how many exposure dollars is one Instagram picture? Oh, geez, it depends. <laughs> is, is, are, are they higher rating than me? Uh, Fifty-eight exposure cents. <laughs> awesome guys and you can check us out at moguns.com on facebook and instagram be sure to check out our website for podcast t-shirts along with a bunch of other really shitty t-shirts and designs as everyone likes to point out thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time